Welcome to Full Focus. In this episode, I sat down with season 14 and season 18 Hell's Kitchen contestant Chef Brett Hauser. We discussed the grueling auditioning process, Gordon Ramsay, and cooking with cannabis. If you follow Hell's Kitchen and watch Chef Brett, you already know that explicit language will be part of this listening experience. Standing by, we're going in three, two, one, full focus. Thanks so much for being on Full Focus. Thank you, thank uh, you so much for having me. Yeah, no, uh, definitely uh, excited to speak with you about, you know, uh, Hell's Kitchen. Obviously, you were on two seasons, uh, season 14 and season 18. And uh, before we go into all, uh, you know, the Hell's Kitchen experience, um, let's talk a little bit about yourself. You know, you, you've been cooking all your life. Uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, how did you get started? What what drew you to the kitchen? Food. Uh, my parents, family, food. Um, something we did at home all the time since I was a kid, right? We had family dinner every night, 630, had to be home. Either Dave or Vicky was cooking. And then I started just cooking with him, right? Dave, we were doing shish kebabs and matzo ball soups. He was Jewish, right? So, and then mom would be making baked ziti's and, you know, all types of Italian dishes and whatnot, pastas. So it was, it was something we did as like a child. My sister's a great cook. I, you know, I turned it into a career. So something I did, I, I loved it as a child. It was fun and I ended up being pretty good at it, right? So I just ran with it. Yeah. And the next thing you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to be a chef. When I was like 12, took home ec school mm-hmm. you know had that down and then here i am you know cooking still to this day so uh, uh, when did you kind of start picking up the knife and like I you probably know actually do chopping, physical probably chopping know, onions and and garlic at like eight mm-hmm. six maybe you know like super young super young you know making shish kebabs on the grill scrambled eggs and omelets 10 years old you know of course uh also doing the laundry right so like you know <laughs> sometimes you had to cook but i would always watch my parents my dad you know two o'clock in the morning some random he'd wake up and he'd you know pan sear a piece of fish or something put it over some rice and it would take like you know 10 12 15 minutes to make mm-hmm. super simple mm-hmm. super delicious and i was like man i could do that mm-hmm. so you know it like started cooking super young where did you grow up miami i come from i'm a native floridian but you didn't live in Miami all your life, did no, you? No, I left. Uh, we left Miami, my family, when I was 17, my senior year of high school. We left and moved to Wellington, which was a culture shock, to say the least. W- so Wellington, was, Florida. Wellington, Florida. Why was that a culture shock? Uh, <laughs> well, let's see. I come from a predominantly um, urban neighborhood, if you were, you know, to say. Um, and then we moved to Wellington, and it was people had horses and airplanes <laughs> in their backyard. So for me, it was it was a culture shock, you know. I, um it was it was um, it was definitely more of a mixed crowd in, in my Miami neighborhood right, than right. it was when I moved to Wellington in, uh, in late '99. So it was it was interesting. It was cool though. Met a lot of cool people. You know, I'd never seen a horse up close until <laughs> until I was 18 years old. I moved to Wellington. My, some dude I met has him in his backyard, which to me was like unheard of, right? Because right. there was no horses in my neighborhood in Miami. Like, what? Right. Right. So yeah that was interesting but yeah we moved to wellington my senior year and then traveled started you know continuously cooking mm-hmm. uh, new york and cali here there mm-hmm. so um fortunately the whole time it was a, i was able to cook and do what i love to do it was a passion and a career as well what's your uh like specialty when it comes to cooking do you have one what do i you mean describe? i mean most people what's say chef that i'm Brett's like the brand? they yeah. like i mean chef Brett the brand you know so um, most people say that i'm like the italian chef i definitely do take pride in my like my risotto my pastas my salad dressings you know nice vinaigrettes um uh pasta sauces you know i actually bottle them up and sell them uh Pilatos, my mother's family name from italy um so we have the salad dressing and pasta sauce company 
but Italian, I guess. I mean, I have food tattooed all over my body, and a lot of it's Mediterranean mussels, mm -hmm. octopus, bronzino, you know, so. Seafood. Seafood, yeah, and there's some vegetables, artichoke, a tomato, I got a garlic and asparagus. You I'm have, just covered you have with a bronzino food. on your arm? Yeah, with some parsley, lemon, caper berries. Oh, it's, it's all in there? Yeah, yeah, it's so got the that's oh, the lemon that. wedge, the, the lemon. parsley leaves right there, and then on the bottom you got the capers. capers yeah. yeah. Simple and sexy, right? Yeah, Just like a roasted bronzino. Ready to go, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, um, so how did you, like, did you always want to be on TV at all? Were you drawn to, like, these cooking shows that you would see, like, Chopped? I mean, I would not even know. Before Chopped, like, Julia Childs and Graham Kerr, like, I would watch Emerald. 25 years ago my father and I always used to say well, I could probably do that because I was always like a young gregarious little shithead right and like I could do that but I never really not thought about it because food in the restaurant whether I was in a country club or a hotel or a mom and pop pizzeria you know doing my thing I never considered it right I was just chefing it up and then I kind of started even before the first season that I was on I kind of started building this this private chef business this chef Brett brand and I got an email from one of my friends and it was a flyer talking about a Hell's Kitchen audition in Miami. Mm -hmm. And I was living in Delray at the time. I was like, wait a minute, like, fuck, like, fuck it, why not? Can I curse? You, let's have a conversation, right? whatever you want to say. Yeah, yeah. So, I was, so you, you know, said, fuck it. I was like, sure, yeah, fuck it, why not? Sure, hell yeah, I'll go to Miami for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was like, dude, you'd be perfect. You're super extra, you're passionate, you fucking love food. Mm -hmm. Like, why not? You've seen the show. We watched it a million times, right? And that was in, what, 2013. I was like, uh, you know, maybe. Mm -hmm. Sure, why not? So, so it was word of my, somebody came to you and said, hey, there's an audition going on. Yeah, I got an email of the flyer from one of my chef buddies, like, just got super it. random. Right. And, like, here, here it is. Hey, you should go audition for Hell's Kitchen. Right. I was like, okay. So I showed up. And there was, I don't even know how Where did many. you show up? Uh, the first audition for the first time, it was in, it was at the Eden Rock in Miami mm -hmm. Beach. Yeah, the Eden Rock, Miami Beach. Like, show up Saturday morning, eight o'clock. Eden Rock is like a ho like a, it's a hotel, hotel in Miami Beach. like in yeah. Miami Beach, right? Right yeah. next. To, yeah, it's just one block north of the Fountain Blue there. Right. So I go and I'm super early, and there's already hundreds and hundreds of chefs. I think the call was at 8 a.m. I showed up probably like 6:45, 7, right? Because I live local. Right. So I get there and there's tons of chefs. There's chefs with cut off sleeve chef coats with tattoos. There's they're chefs with guitars. They're chefs like extra, super extra motherfucker chef dudes. And I'm like, all right, we'll see what happens, right? I just do my thing. And there's people that flew in that drove from Tampa, flew from here or there because Miami was the closest audition. There was definitely thousands. Sure. There had to have been thousands of wow. chefs there. How many days of auditioning did they do? Just was that like that the was one the day, day to like show up? And that was the yeah. first day. So we didn't. So nobody knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. So then some lady shows up in the room. We're in one of the conference rooms of the Eden Rock. She's like, this is what's going to happen. I'm not shaking your hands. This isn't a job interview. I don't give a shit. This is what's going to happen. We're going to chat like we're sitting at the bar having drinks. And we'll go from there. Mm -hmm. Right? And there's like thousands of chefs in this room. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. So my number comes up, 100 and something. So you're just sitting there waiting for chilling. your number to come up yep, so you chilling. can go and... Post it up on the back wall, arms right. folded, just waiting. Right. Right? Chef coat and jeans, chilling. You must have waited for a long time. I mean, it was hours and hours, sure. But fortunately, I was number, because I got there early, I was number 100 and something, something, as opposed to 800 or 1,000, right? Right. <clears throat> so I, I sit down with this lady. She's like, what's up? Where are you from? Here's your resume. I looked at your social media, blah, blah. Tell me about yourself. 
I'm like, cool, lady, that's what I do. Food, I love it, blah, blah, blah. You know, started explaining to her my childhood and food and restaurants. Mm-hmm. And she actually, it's funny, she said to me, she was like, so if I could tell you you'll be on the show if you stop talking with your hands, right? Will you? Like, if you sit on your hand, I was like, that's irrelevant because you're going to pick me anyway. Or some dumb shit, right? So out of those thousands of chefs, they, they had invited 20 back okay. to go for a Sunday interview and on camera and another interview. So this was not filmed? No, not this. this There's was no just, cameras nah, there. It was, was just, just a, a face-to-face, yeah, quick just, intro, uh, weed them out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this was just real quick. Literally, probably we spoke for maybe three minutes. Okay. And, and she actually was like, oh, shit, you're making me hungry. And I'm like, good, that's the point, right? We're talking food. That's what I'm supposed to do. It's my life. Right. Boom. So she invites me back for the second interview on Sunday, which out of however many were there Saturday, 20 had been invited for the the Sunday interview. So she, oh, go see my other producer. We'd love to have you back tomorrow on camera. Mm All right. Boom. Let's fucking do it. You're excited, right? Hell yeah. Yeah. So go back Sunday. Then with that, now we're at the Hilton downtown. Oh, it's another different location. Yeah. So now I'm waiting in the lobby and I see a couple of the chefs in the room in the lobby that I was with Saturday that I saw right in real observance. I see what's going on. Producers come down, you know, Brett Hauser, let's do it. Go upstairs to a room. They got Mm -hmm. lights, cameras set up, the whole line, a chair, backsplash. Not a conference room type thing. No, this was in a hotel room. Oh, this was in an actual actual hotel? room upstairs at the Hilton. Got it. They started asking me all kinds of questions and food and family and this and that and everything. And then holding up pictures of ingredients. What would you do with this? I'm like, oh, that's a monkfish. I remember like it was yesterday. I'm like, that's a monkfish. I'll wrap that shit in prosciutto, serve it with the couscous. She was like, this is all on camera at this point. All right, thanks. So out of these contestants now, there's like however many of us. Then we get this, like if we're accepted to the next round of interviews or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. There was like this big ass packet of papers. It must have been a twelve inches high. This is now another day. This was this that same the, day. The same day. Same day Sunday after right. my on camera interview. Right. So out of the twenty or whatever contestants, right. now they're only giving like three or four of these packages the, of the, paperwork. The paperwork. So now I had to go home and literally took me a couple of days to fill out. I'm talking everything you can ever imagine in life. Roommates, children, wives, girlfriends, friends, parents, extortion charges, kidnappings, this blah, 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 Like literally everything. Wow. They wanted to know everything. So then I send back this paperwork and I'm just waiting. And then maybe after that, probably like another, must have been six weeks, eight weeks. Yeah, at least like two months. Mm-hmm. I get a phone call, Cali number. Hello. Hey, Brown, this is blah, blah, blah in California. We'd love to fly you out and talk to you some more. Psst, when and where? I'm there. Boom. Next Wednesday, you available? Absolutely. Man, you got to be ready to go. At, at like, like, I was fucking like, ready. Like sure, whatever. I mean, it didn't matter what was going That's on. Because at this point, yeah, this, yeah. at this point, yeah. this was already three months, like yeah. a couple, you know, three months into the process. And that so. was in your head the whole time you were thinking about it, like for three months, like, no, I, I mean, not it? really. I mean, I still had life going on. I still had to run jobs right. in the country club and the restaurant here and right. there, you know, but I mean, but it's always a thought like, Oh, I wonder what's up with that right. shit, you know? Right. And then I get a phone call, boom, to come to Cali. All right, cool. Let's do it. What did they tell you on the call? Uh, what are you going to Cali for? I'm going to meet with a team of doctors. 
the producers, um, some s s psychiatrists, and 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 um, private investigators, and all kinds. They needed to know everything about me because, God forbid, right? They say, you know, you're on Fox. So say you got uh, say you got the Mexican cartel looking for you. You hide down in Florida. You about to be seen by hundreds of millions of people on Fox. Like we can't have that liability. So like they needed to know everything about me. My parents, my mother, my father, my sister, my daughter, my old roommates I'm talking we talking about who did you live with in 2008 and yabba dabba do and what is so what is addresses have you been associated with in the last 30 years and it's shit. like the FBI like it was serious right we talking about Fox you know it's major right. food you know network yeah I yeah, know they cover so everything so I fly to California they give me an EKG blood test drug so you meet you go into doctor's office no I met they they set doctor's offices up at the Hilton Hotel right outside LAX Right, so the producers, they got one of the conference rooms, they set me up with a room for three days, you know, they make sure I'm straight. And then throughout the day we have interviews, on-camera interviews, okay. a plain clothes interview, a doctor. So at know. this point you're already chosen? Do you know if you're no, chosen? No, 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 no. You no, don't no, know no, yet? No, I don't even know yet. You don't even know yet? You're going through all this and hopefully you'll Maybe. be on the show. Right, Maybe. so there's other people I see right. floating around this hotel, like I'm hanging by the pool because we're not really supposed to leave the hotel, you know, we're just chilling because we're being interviewed. Um, and I could see other people like, oh, this motherfucker's here for the same reason I am. I see you, right? And now one of the dudes is actually a friend of mine, but we had originally went to the first auditions together in 2012 or mm -hmm. early 2013. Oh, okay. So, right. yeah. So, you know, then hotel rooms, this, that, doctors, EKG, drug tests, blood tests, um, bat criminal. Drug uh, test? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's cool. You know, I don't do drugs, actually. I hate drugs. I don't even drink. Right. Yeah. So drug tests, you know, and... uh Fortunately, the show is filmed in California where cannabis right. is legal, and that's the only thing that would ever be in my system. Right. Um, so that's it's irrelevant. It's California. Right. Uh, so, so they didn't test for, for weed? Um, they do it all around spectrum, but um, to be honest with you, it's unfortunate a lot of chefs get a bad rep, but uh, a lot of chefs might have a drinking or drug problem, whatever the case may be. Um, so... I don't know, based on other contestants, if their urine was dirty for a certain drug, mm -hmm. whether or not they're getting picked. Mm -hmm. But for I'll let, well, cannabis and my shit, and in California, everybody has cannabis. It's mm -hmm. recreationally legal. If you're 18 years old, you buy, like, cigarettes, you know? Today, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, even then, you know, even right. medicinal then, so. Medicinal, right. Absolutely. Right. But, right. um... So they, it was irrelevant that I had cannabis mm -hmm. in my urine. I'm not you know, withdrawing or anything from the show while I'm there filming from it or anything, mm -hmm. so... Uh, yeah, met with doctors, drug tests, this, mm -hmm. that. Um, met with a private investigator. Needed to know everything about my life, um, about my daughter, about my my daughter's mother, about everything, everything. Um, shrink and make sure I was, you know, mentally stable enough to be on the show mm -hmm. that I could withstand twenty hour days of, you know, seven days a week of Ramsey in my ear, producers and cameras and lights and, you know, and uh, so they yeah. made sure that I was like I was sane enough, mm -hmm. and, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and then. Next thing you know, so I fly back home to Florida, and then how many maybe, how many days were you there doing all that? Uh, it was like a three day trip, right? In and out, okay. You know, two days of audition, day of travel type of thing, right? And then were, were you compensated for being there, or or uh, they 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 um they fed they they gave me food, my room, everything right. was taken care of, travel, sure. you know, but I didn't get paid for my time there, right? No, right, no, 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 no. okay. Um, but at the at that time, it's relevant because I mean, cool. I might be missing a day or two of work in Florida, but right. the, the opportunity greater than than what what could come from this interviews, mm -hmm. and now shows what it could be. So it was worth it. Yeah. Fly back to Florida, nothing, you know. Life. I get a phone call. 
Oh, I'm sorry, Brett. We uh, we haven't selected you for season because when I went, it was season 13 and 14 castings. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, you know, we haven't selected you for season 13. You know, maybe, uh, but we still have room for season 14. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I appreciate it. You know, thank you for the call. Right. Appreciate y'all. I'm like, I'm, I'm getting on my 14. <laughs> right? Like, for, I'm getting on this shit. <laughs> and sure enough, like a month later or so, a month later, I get a phone call. Like, we're going to fly you to L.A. to film Hell's Kitchen. We're going to tell you everything you need to know, what to bring, what not to bring. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, we'll send you wow. emails of shit and all the clothes and what to mm-hmm. bring and shoes. And, and then next thing you know, I was picked. Wow. So I said, let's do it. So then that was uh, October, November 2013. Right. That was for season 14. 14. Season 14. Yeah. And then how many how many episodes were you in for 14? Um, I was, um, I think it was eight or nine episodes. I actually left um, mm-hmm. for a back injury in the middle of the season. Um, according to Vegas and what I hear and a whole bunch of people, I was actually a shoe in. Like I was the heavy favorite on that season. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I would have wanted, like, it, like yeah. I know it's me and this and that, but I like people are like they were definitely happy that I left for injury the other contestants because I would have fucking. Won. I mean, you went through all of this and you got picked, yeah, and yeah. then you had and then, to. So yeah, to... because well, I was in a horrible car accident before I went to film, and I had reconstructive shoulder surgery. I had a whole labrum tear and rotator, and I got screws and the whole nine. And oh. I probably should have had my back done. I had some chip bones going into my sciatic, and they right. needed to file it away. And I, so I actually that's I re-injured oh. while I was filming. Right. So unfortunately, a sciatic, I mean, like literally it's put me out of commission before the filming for a week at a time, you know, where I couldn't work or whatever the case was and laying on a tile floor. And mm-hmm. It just, it, it happens. So what was it? The pain was just too much? There was, was nothing I could have done about it. Like I was just flat. I couldn't move my you leg, the move. pain, everything about the sciatic nerve was shooting from my lower back to my calf. So d- you were in the middle of filming? Filming. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, w- and would this happen at night or? No, it was actually uh, or in the daytime, man, like in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were prepping. I went to the bathroom. Next thing you know, this is on camera while while the cameras were rolling. While you're yeah, prepping? you see all this shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They showed all that. And then a medic came. You know this and that. And they were like, Oh, do you need X-rays? Or I'm, I was like, I know what's wrong with me. I have MRIs from my car accident. This is what's wrong with me. So this is actually the funny thing about California. And, and we were talking about the drug test earlier. Mm-hmm. So they go take me to the hotel. But I'm in pain. I mean, to the hospital. And I'm in pain. And the lady's like, oh, we'll give you something, some Dilaudid. And I'm like, no, thanks. I heard of that before. I was like, maybe some uh, medicinal cannabis will work. Uh, Marinol, a THC a cannabis pill, you know, 10, 15 milligrams. It's natural, right? It's a plant. So the the, these are like, doctors that are This doing? is the, at the, the ER in California. Right, right. So the lady's okay. like, no, nah, it's cool. We'll just shoot you with, we'll, we'll give you an IV of something. And I was like, no, thanks. I'll, I'll stay in pain. She's like, what, we'll, we'll give you some Dilaudid. I'm like, I heard about that before. Isn't that like some heroin type shit? <laughs> like, no, morphine? Like, I'm good. No, thanks. No, thanks. So I just stayed in pain. I'm cool. And uh, so I leave the hospital because there's, what are they going to do for me, right? I'm not having back surgery in California. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they got a thing, my MRIs. I told them what was wrong with me. The MRIs got sent over the whole nine. So I go back and I'm in like excruciating pain. So I get back mm-hmm. to the dorm, um, laying on the floor, trying to stay flat. And Ramsey's like, oh, you know, you can't compete. This and that's a shame. You were doing so well. Gave me a hug, this and that. So I mm-hmm. came back home, excruciating pain. So uh, you told the producers that you just couldn't do they, I mean, that. They, they, they could they, And Ramsey yeah. was like, you know, back out issue, back issues are nothing to mess with. This isn't right. going to be a day thing, right. which I knew because I know they could put me out of commission for quite a few days at a time. So it was like, I already knew, you know, there's no way. How disappointed were you like really? Oh yeah, I was in tears, dude. I was in tears, like real, real life passion, fucking tears. Right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I would have won. 
it's all good. But now I'm on now, and I'm still on. So maybe I, you know, we'll see yeah, what happens yeah. with this season. So how did how did you get back on season 18? What happened? I get a phone. Oh shit! I was actually uh, it was like a Tuesday afternoon. I was just doing something. I don't even know, chilling probably at the house or something. And uh, I get a phone call from a Cali number. I don't know. I got a lot of clients in California. You know, good afternoon, Chef Brett speaking. How can I help you? Hey, he's fucking Hell's Kitchen producers with Ramsey. Blah blah blah. We're filming All Star season. We want to invite you back. I said, excuse all-star, me? All-star season. Yeah, because it's a veteran versus rookies, all-stars. So last season they did all-stars where they brought every – all the contestants were past contestants. Mm-hmm. And on my season now it's half rookies, the first-timers, and half veterans, people that were already mm-hmm. contestants on the show. So I was like, yeah, cool, let's do it. I'm down. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so again, flew to Cali, yeah. and I actually had to get medical clearance. So I went to my doctor and physical therapist and everything for my back and blah, blah, blah. Did you have to go through the whole – thing again Fortunate, put no but i did go back and do an ekg and right. i met with a doctor so they took us to a doctor this time yeah. like um, a light so version of it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. not the Pretty full much, but not, yeah. nothing nothing crazy but they got to make sure i was still saying it right. you know obviously um and plus i uh so i, I actually uh opened up a restaurant a couple of years ago in downtown fort lauderdale mm-hmm. um name is irrelevant but why it's no longer involved. It's just relevant. Oh, it's a restaurant in Fort Lauderdale. It's relevant. So. Um, and uh, Ramsey had actually Googled about, you know, Fort Lauderdale restaurants, this, that, and my name came up. Mm-hmm. And he came to visit and have dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw him. And the first thing he said to me, genuinely, he was like, hey, how's your back? Holy shit. Man, thanks. Nice to see you. What the mm-hmm. fuck are you doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I was shooting some shit. I'm on my way back to Miami. I Googled I'm hungry. Or here I am, Fort Lauderdale. I saw you. Oh, shit, cool. So we fed him. And then maybe that had something to do with it. That I saw him. He saw I was doing, you know, my thing in Fort Lauderdale or whatever. So that may have had something to do with it, I would imagine. That he was pulling some strings somehow or some way or whatever. So then they called me. Next thing you know, bang, bang. February of last year, I went to film. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. It was, you know, I was like, you know, because, you know, it's unfortunate the way I had to leave because I wasn't even considered for elimination in my in right. my season. Like I was like a, a front runner for yeah, sure. Yeah, you Killing were the it. favorite, right? Killing it. So, Killing it. Uh, it's eighteen and fourteen, both seasons. You uh, when you're shooting, what, what, what were you shooting? The, uh, I think the, we're at like Culver City, like a Cal- South Cali, like LAish area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bo- both times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there's, the like, there's some studios same. over there. I think Got so. It. Like, yeah, we were. Uh, Went out there to film. They they took us and the the, the, the living accommodations it was like a college dorm kind of. The, the house was beautiful. The kitchen, beautiful. We never went for want without anything, food and everything. I mean, we had the whole refrigerator lays and the cabinets, whatever we Who wanted. Who lived in, the, in that house? With All you? of us, the contestants. So we had like four four people in each room. So like a room of men and a room of men, and then a room of women and a room of women. Like blue team, blue team, red team, red team, or men, right. men, women, women. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. And you would spend most of your time on set, though, right? I mean, the set was always cameras everywhere in the house. Here, the kitchens, the challenges, the dinner services. So, like, you know, it's all connected. So, like, restaurants downstairs, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so, you see us, like, running downstairs. Like, that's, like, in the same house around the corner and shit into, like, this main kitchen dining room yeah. area that they turn into fucking everything. Like, they turn a dining room into, like, a ice land. Like, we had fucking... It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, the, the oh, amount God, of time, resources, and money that goes into producing this show is... Actually, it's, that's funny. I, I, I said that. I'm like, because they... Because they cause they're, yeah. They're, like, I, I, like, filming, especially the second time around, like, they spare no fucking expense. Right. Like, whatever goes on here, you know, like, this shit's crazy. 
Wow. You know, like uh, the, like last night, uh, last Friday's episode, you know, the challenge they won, private jet to Vegas from Cali, hotel room, Caesars, the Jumbotron, like welcome Hell's Kitchen chefs, Las Vegas Strip and shit. Who is, who do you, like, who's your direct conduit to the show? Is there someone you can go to? Is there a signed producer to you? or? I mean, there's a lady who emails us um, all the the pictures. So, like, Thursday night we'll get an email of, like, all the, the graphics, the pictures from, you know, this week's episode and the YouTube commercial mm-hmm. trailer or whatever. Um, it's some producer lady that I email. What I, do they ask you to ch- share it? Is that what Oh, we always do. Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But always, anyway, you know, yeah. certain hashtags and shit, Hell's Kitchen Fox and Gordon Graham, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. That is that part of the the seventy page paper? No, I don't was? think so. But like, I do it anyway, right? right. Why not? You know, right. what I mean? no, of also course. with my, you know, I'm trying, you know, I have a kind of a social media presence on Instagram, so um, right, you know, tag a bunch of stuff, you know, followers, and essentially, you know, those people can become clients. Yeah, you know, they take a look at my food, they might like what they see. Yeah, yeah, and then I can For offer sure. my private chef services to them. Of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you like? Do you build uh, a relationship with with Gordon Ramsay beyond just the business that you see on on television? Sometimes how he shows up. Uh, he'll he'll like show up on one of the rewards or something. I mean, he when I when I seen him in Fort Lauderdale, I met him. And he's fucking awesome, and super cool dude. But like you know, in the kitchen as chefs, also like we we mean business a certain level of you know quality that he expects mm-hmm. and and. You know, he, he's he's one of the baddest in the business. I mean, he is the he's the Michael Jordan. He's the LeBron James you can basketball comparison. I mean, he is that dude. So, like, you know, he he can be very fierce, but he's he's a nice guy. He's a cool dad. You know, mm-hmm. he's awesome. But he's 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 on a whole nother level of like being a chef. He's right. one of the baddest. Yeah. But he learned from one of the best. So that would make him, you know, one of the best. Who did he learn from? Uh, he trained with Marco Pierre White in france like one of the baddest chefs like living like he's a legend mm-hmm. yeah wow yeah you mentioned um you know let's talk a little bit more about your cooking your your own cooking stuff right um and i know that you know you're an advocate for cannabis and and using it in in, in cuisine and, that i and, am um i'm big on its, its medicinal uh, properties on the plant a lot of people you know it's been stereotyped for years but now fortunately it's becoming you know in the light of what it really is and yeah. let's be honest um i have basil and parsley and herbs tattooed on me and in all reality it grows like from a seed naturally mm-hmm. like an herb and it has healing qualities as does lavender and mm-hmm. you know, oregano and thyme and ginger and garlic and all these natural supplements you know but um yeah i mean i, do, I cook without it obviously as well but it is uh you know when i when i'm in these legal states you know it is a big part of my business i'm all about teaching people about the plant, you know, especially eating it, um, smoking pot, you know, I mean, there are all medicinal qualities to it, but smoking is bad for anybody, right? You smoke, mm-hmm. it's bad, it's bad for your lungs. But to, um, to cook it as you would uh, an herb, you know, a basil, to make an herb oil, you know, we do it in the restaurant, every chef will tell you, and every, hundreds of herb oils, um, to do it with the cannabis plant and extract its, you know, cannabinoids and all these things that benefit the body and cancer cells and mm-hmm. this that and the other nausea and blah 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 mm-hmm. so I, I you know and and to eat delicious food while consuming these medicines that are 100 percent natural why not right? right why not so how does it work i mean i mean you know it's like is it like a you know herb like a basil or like a thyme or something like that yeah, how do you bring some do you extract like do you extract it you know absolutely in uh, a certain degrees like a, in you a, make a butter in a fat, or, a butter yeah. an olive oil coconut oil you know um there's all types of remedies but when you know generally put it in a coconut oil is one of the better ways you make cookies and all kinds of stuff or you put it in some olive oil and then you can make a salad dressing because who doesn't love salad? 
right? And have these, you know, these medicinal qualities while you're eating a delicious, you know, arugula and grilled peach salad or something or whatever you want in your lettuce, you know? So um, I'm a big fan of cooking with it. My father, um, may he rest in peace, was a a cannabis advocate as long as I can remember. So to me, it wasn't really, it wasn't taboo or Mm -hmm. stereotype cannabis that are that like the weed like i don't even like that word like it just sounds ugh. cannabis um it's a plant and it grows like parsley and basil and, it, and it being a chef it, it makes sense for me to cook it you know so california colorado maine nevada michigan here there you know cooking with cannabis is, is huge they have stores that you can go mm-hmm. into and buy gummy bears mm-hmm. or a brownie but like so, may somebody's uh, say somebody's a, a vegan diabetic and they don't want to eat a gummy bear because it has gelatin, it comes from pig or brownie. They don't want the eggs or whatever. But you can make a vegan, organic, non-GMO, phenomenal, say, salad dressing mm-hmm. with just herbs and a little bit of olive oil, which when eaten raw is actually not bad for you. Mm-hmm. You know, some vinegars, which are good qualities for your body. You know, some spices. Mm-hmm. What's the flavor flavor profile of cannabis? Like, what do you, can, I mean, oh, well, I, you know, brownies, gummy bears, it's all sweet stuff, right? But you know salad dressing is I, you, know, you know i might put it in a, some juice. butter right. and use that as a finishing butter in a in a in a butter poached lobster risotto right and and just put just a, just a little bit at the very end where it's not a whole lot of flavor but just melts into the risotto makes it creamy and it's fucking delicious i mean does the, the cannabis have a flavor uh, um, so yeah yeah the plants right? depending on its terpenes and this and that certain plants have certain flavors maybe some is a little sweeter than another one. Maybe one is more piney, more earthy than another one, you know, could be. So yeah, they all have different plants have different flavors, just as cilantro and mm-hmm. parsley have different flavors, like basil and oregano have different right. flavors. Now, all would these different, different strains within like the, the marijuana plant have different flavors too? So could you get really like detailed and be like, you know what, I'm gonna use this strain because it has a different Certain flavor. terpenes, yes, because right. certain flavors will be used for certain dishes. Like, hey, I'm gonna do uh, something, say I'm gonna go Mexican and do something with some cilantro. Mm-hmm. So maybe the cannabis I would use would be like a nice citrusy, uh, you know, uh, lemon haze or uh, mm-hmm. uh, some sort of orange, you know, kush or something along those lines that has right. similar flavor qualities in the, in the, in the plant, the terpenes, right? Right. The certain, you know, certain plants, sometimes they have, like, you know, for people that consume cannabis, you know, they make, you know, some f- flavored plants, it tastes like, you know, one might be very sweet, one might be very fruity, one might be very earthy and very right. piney like or whatever you know so um is the thc still in it when you cook with it i mean uh, does it have on, that because uh, you have the cbd the thc everyone's talking like right. the body well, high on, versus it all the depends on high. it all depends on yeah. the, the, the plant you're using there are plants that contain you know only cbds there are cbd which is legal in all 50 states um it all depends you know in florida unfortunately thc is still illegal but anywhere else why not use the full spectrum of the plant if people mm-hmm. are trying to get, in fact, high, as they call it, um, medicated, that's what I prefer, because mm-hmm. why would you eat a Vicodin when you can consume a plant? Like, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know, that's just me, right? So, like, um, But yeah, I mean, as far as <clears throat> flavors and all that, but the THC and CBDs, there are, there are different strains that contain yes and no's. Why do you, why do you love cooking with cannabis? Because it's healthy and it's delicious, because... 
I, I well for me with my car accidents and you know you know I went through some shit in life and it, you know can't as opposed to eating opiates which is killing people literally every single day and people and overdose on drugs and their livers and kidneys and they're dying and they're overdosing and they're becoming drug at um, no thanks I'm cool I'm, I'm all about I'm all and, and being a chef and be, my parents being who they were you know my mother or you know somebody you know my even my ex-wife's grandmother I can remember like a sliver of garlic right a little olive oil a little shot of like lemon juice early in the morning and like a tablespoon um, because it's because because that's what you did that's what people in Europe do and they, they you know they, they find natural remedies um, I could do without the man-made drugs opiates that's causing a crisis for starters in this country amongst drug addicts it fucking disgusts me mm -hmm. and especially having an 11 year old daughter um you know a lot of these young children exposed to certain things with the, the music and life in general and these opiates and they're fucking disgusting and people are dying every single day mm -hmm. i never there's not one story of anybody overdosing or dying from cannabis plant mm -hmm. that's like saying i ate too much parsley yeah like it, it just makes you want to chuckle, right? <laughs> kind of like to me, that's silly. But mm -hmm. but if somebody eats too much of this or, or one of those or one of those that be, you know just because the doctor said okay, it's cool, you can have it. Mm -hmm. Like no thanks, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm 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 not even close to accepting right. that whatsoever in my life. And and to you, it was almost like a normal thing because you mentioned you grew up with it, right? I mean, I mean that was my, around my you father, all the time. My father was a very intelligent, very successful businessman who happened to smoke cannabis, and I, you know, like the dare class in sixth grade you know d-a-r-e but to me like, i never watched i never even saw my parents drink like i don't even consume alcohol i don't even like alcohol i don't, I don't even drink um to that like my dad it was normal for him to have a, a joint with his coffee in the morning that was his medicine i mean he was he got blew up in a car from a car accident he was burned in a warehouse fire so like i mean and he i never seen him take a drug in his life or a medicine that the doctor right. said was okay no he consumed cannabis and he, and he would eat it. My family cooked. That's why I'm a chef, right? So they, they cooked it. They cooked it too. My, my, right. my father would consume cannabis, right. you know, via food right. because it was health because, because he cooked and it was healthy. Yeah. I mean, it was normal for, it was nothing. It was like my mother would have, you know, some basil and parsley right. from her garden and Dave would have some cannabis and he would cook with it. What do you think the cannabis kind of like segment of cooking will be in like 10 years? You know? Oh, well, considering 10 years ago from where it is now, I can't imagine that it'll be even considered a, a what do they call it, a schedule one or a narcotic or this or that, or that it wouldn't be, it shouldn't, the legalization of it is now finally coming to, and there's more states that are, you know, getting into the cannabis legalization medicinal, which is phenomenal and recreational as well. Um, in 10 years from now, I, I can only pray that the country realizes that it's beneficial to, to legalize cannabis. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the money that it brings, the revenue, just in state tax, state taxes alone, Colorado, billions of dollars, and California, Canada, the whole country, they ran out of legal cannabis. Can you imagine the, <laughs> the taxes that were being paid that's beneficial to the, to the whole country? Mm -hmm. But maybe America's not down for that. Yeah. But we won't get into that. Well, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, again, we don't know what the future is going to be like, right? It's a, it's a, it's come a long way so far, I think. That know? it has. I mean, ten it, years it, ago, know, it was. How many states is it legal now? Yeah, it's over twenty. So, like, right? ten years ago, it was extremely yeah. taboo, right? Like, yeah. right. I mean, I, you know, it was just much more. Sure, yeah. it was a frown upon, so, right. so to speak. And now, uh, yeah. and then for hopefully ten years from now, it'll be where it needs to be. Yeah, it's yeah. a, it's a plant, dude. Like, let's be honest. Probably a growing segment. 
Uh, and that's why I think like the cooking part of it, you know, it's so unique. You know, you hear about obviously all the flavors and the medicinal stuff, but the, the, the cooking part of it and going into the granular. I mean, they have major shows that are airing on Viceland Network, right. you know, Bong Appetit and this, all this cannabis show and all these mm-hmm. on Netflix and cooking competitions with it, this, that, and the other. So, I mean, it's definitely mm-hmm. coming to an enlightened in the, in I'm the world. I'm talking more about consu- general consumption of it, you know, well, like eating having. Eating it is, is better than smoking it. Right. But right now, everyone's I got, oh, I got an edible and they think of brownies or cookies, right? That's all they really think about it. Sure. Or maybe gummy bears or whatever, you know, right. but. Why not? A just the of idea. salad dressing, right? Why not? Or or the the lemon or butter that you make that goes over your uh, flank steak or whatever exactly. it is, right? Exactly. That could also be infused Certainly. with it, you know. So that could be more of a of a you know general market kind of thing. And I think that segment is still kind of like not tapped into as much because people don't accept it really right. yet. You Absolutely. Know? So, well, right, because they say, "Oh, I don't do edibles." You know, they mess me up. You know, or like, right. the, the, you know, it's just like anything in, in the world. You, mm-hmm. you don't, you know, too much of anything is bad for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we've been hearing that since we were kids. Yeah. Too much anything is bad for you. Yeah. Okay. So what's next, dude? What's the, what does the future hold for you? Uh, future holds. I'm, I'm right now doing the private chef thing. I, I got some things in the works. Um, uh, my lady and I were doing a. Uh, you know the salad dressing pasta sauce thing here in Florida. You know um, CBD and and no can no THC whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know CBD is legal in all fifty states and regular as well for clients who just want you know bottles of salad dressings. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put that on the market. We're doing some candles, uh, private chef food thing. Uh, clients I'm available to all over the country, all over the state, South Florida. Um, you know food really awesome. life. You know meal prep plans this that. Mm-hmm. You know. Food. That's what I do. <laughs> on that note, Chef Brett, thank you so much for coming, man. I really appreciate you being on Full Focus. Thank you, man. Thank, thank you. you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe or follow Full Focus for more fascinating interviews with folks in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm.